Hi there. Good day. Hope you are coming out of lockdown and doing awesome. I welcome you to IMEG, that is Indian Advanced Manufacturing and Engineering Group. I, Abhijit from Manlio Designs, and me with the Manu Ganesh will be hosting this podcast. My co-host today is Manu Ganesh. He is founder of GPY Machines. We already have had privilege of having him as our first guest in our first podcast. Uh, he has worked with uh, Chandramauli when in Makino, and he has been kind enough to persuade Chandramauli sir to come to our unknown but growing show. Over to you, Manu. Uh, Mr. Chandramauli is very well known to me, and he is my guru actually. It's a great honor to be with him today. Actually, it's my it's a blessing. I would consider it as a blessing, and. Uh, I have few words to say uh, about uh, our guru, Mr. Chandramundi. He is an MBA from IIM Calcutta and uh, he has four decades of experience. And uh, personally, he has done a lot of uh, improvement in my life. In fact, I will just share a brief story. Uh, when I was in Makino in 2004, some of the Japanese told me that you are doing a good job, but don't leave the company. So I told him is that uh, I have a new boss and uh, I have not worked with a boss like him. So at least for another two years, I will continue in this company because I need to learn from him. So that is the amount of uh, respect and value he has added to my life. So uh, he has worked in uh, Hitachi, uh, Makino, Starak, Lab, and uh, Today, he is going to talk about collaboration, improvement, customer focus, and three skills of growth and sprints in manufacturing business. Uh, without further ado, I will request Chandramoli sir to introduce himself to the audience. Thank you. Thank you, Abhiji. Thank you, Manu. Namaskara. So, it's a great honor and privilege to be here today and uh, doing this podcast for the sharing my own background and a little bit experience that gathered over four decades, as Manu sir said. I have a very interesting background in the sense I worked in multiple sectors. It is just a, it's a fortune. I never planned that way. And uh, machine tool is where myself and Manu Ganesh worked together and that's where I think even Abhijit is focusing on his podcast. Uh, that's last over 15 years, from 2004 onwards. But going back in my career, after my engineering from NIT Trichy, I did a couple of years in the machine tool industry again. In 1979, is a flashback in Tata Motors machine tool division. So there are two parts of the machine tool division, if you like, in the beginning and the end. You know, The end of the beginning and the beginning of the end, as you call it. But in between, life took me to several other domains. After my management career in uh, education from Calcutta, I ended up completely diverse area called Unilever Ponds, which is fast-moving consumer products. You all would have heard of the Ponds, Talc, and yeah, yeah. etc. But I was in the export division. Okay. Very, very quickly. Um, uh, okay, ten to 11, 11 long years in. Uh, that place, and then Pondicherry and Chennai and all. Pondicherry gives you a lot of good feelings, you know. 
a holiday you know yeah. but we were actually working it was on a vacation and thereafter life took me to ahmedabad i was in gujarat for 5 years you know it's a great place where great people have born you know kind of thing uh, modi saab and others but i was not born there i worked there for 5 years in lalbai group the hitachi appliances and i set up some interesting venture for them maybe we'll talk about it later on and then came back again to pondicherry to head an american company called cooper busman which was an electrical switch gear and uh, then you know we had to move on to a larger city for the children's education came to bangalore a short stint in lap cables but then makino picked me up thereafter and uh, had a very good time with makino learned so many things in life in general and engineering in particular and manu ganesh actually was my guru to be telling you the truth today yeah manu said i am the guru but it's a quite the other way now it's not a mutual admiration but truly so and uh, he was the first one to took me around across all customers we together visited 300 customers okay. and learned learned a lot about what the customer is expecting from makino okay and uh, somewhere uh, 2004 2010 i was makino uh, heading makino as a ceo learned a lot did a lot of uh, things around the country uh, interacted with japanese and uh, singapore and so on and so forth but the main thing is customers understanding of customers yeah and then moved on to uh, a swiss german multinational called starag difficult to pronounce but easy to sell machines kind of thing <laughs> and uh, that's where i retired in 2017 from full time career and still on the board of starag doing a little advice to them and also now learning many things and advising a few other uh, startups and corporates that's my very brief background thank you sir so multiple sectors has been my fortune i would say so thanks for sharing uh, the you know four decades of uh, management journey mauli now um, what is the change you see in the management styles in your experience and how will it be going forward i mean you have covered in last four decades uh, you know Uh, maybe it was a sarkar raj when uh, you know you started and things started uh, liberalizing now the management styles also must have changed a lot so what is the change that you are seeing in management uh, in your current uh, experience that's a very good question abhijit i think i have to reflect upon it as i am answering i am thinking aloud on this question see it is not the question of evolution of management styles over a period of time that is the time dimension it is also the evolution of management style and adjusting the management styles to the space dimension what i mean by space dimension is when you work in tamil nadu when you work in karnataka when you work in gujarat when you work in maharashtra there is a space dimension different cultures different languages different expectations of people and so on and so forth yeah another space dimension abhijit is working for japanese working for americans working for british in one company working for swiss german and above all working for indian management as well okay uh, so this is again a space dimension i am saying because it is a multi geographic and international kind of exposure so the management style has to be different in different context okay and one i say mention is a sectoral dimension your behavior in aerospace industry cannot be same as your behavior in fast moving consumer product industry 
you know whether you are a whether you are a technician or an engineer or a middle management or a top management the behavior of management style and culture have yeah. to again depend on the sector specific requirements so broadly if you ask me what is the evolution overall evolution is from a from a from a authoritarian command and control regime in the 1940s yeah. world war time no 1940s the world has moved in the last 70 80 years towards complete empowerment decentralization to the grassroots level if possible to the grassroots level what i mean by grassroots level abhijit is one the one who adds up value to the product mm-hmm. i i don't mind using the word the workers the operators okay. okay these are the people the people who are selling the product the people who are servicing the product all the grassroots level product who add value to the product from design to after sale service so the management style is empowering more of the more and more of grassroots level people to the extent the so called top management and middle management may even disappear in the next 20 30 years okay about which i will touch upon later on uh, okay. in our conversation what okay. is the environmental changes happening which are yeah. also causing this disappearing jobs not only in functional levels but also on the levels hierarchical levels okay so broadly speaking command and control 70 years back complete empowerment now so the evolution went from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum gradually as far as i am concerned i have to adjust it but my personal management style could be different from manu ganesh or anybody else we work with and i believe that uh, taking the team along and uh, giving a opportunity for everyone to contribute in improvement in areas which make customer more happy and above all to work together yeah like collaboration 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 uh, abhijit to take another 30 seconds can be in uh, four dimensions this okay. is my own my own thinking okay and, uh, the youngsters who are listening to me you know will get great benefit out of this four dimensions okay the first dimension is looking at the colleagues in our own department colleagues in our own department we should collaborate work together as a team yeah any level could be worker level supervisor level manager level or even the top management board level also even a board has got a team within the board yeah. nobody is, has got to escape from this concept of collaboration in the respective teams that is yeah. one level yeah the second level is collaboration across functions yeah marketing function manufacturing function design function service function maintenance function sales sales all functions are finance function hr function within them there is a collaboration in their own teams i already mentioned across the teams there should be collaboration yeah and in my personal career experience we implemented this and about which we'll talk in another podcast maybe yeah how the collaboration can be a very successful tool yeah as well as a technique as well as a behavioral aspect and cultural aspect 
Yeah. The word teamwork is a very simplistic term. I want to use the word collaboration rather than teamwork. Yeah. The third level of collaboration, Abhijit, is going beyond our company and collaborating with suppliers on the one hand and the customers on the other hand. We should not yeah. look at suppliers as, you know, you know, just a purchase order kind of thing. Correct. Without suppliers, no company in India can exist or anywhere in the world. 80% yeah. of the value addition of any product like machine tool or whether it is automobile or aerospace is added by the suppliers. Yeah. Without customers, nobody can exist. And therefore, collaboration with suppliers and customers are the third aspect of my thinking. Yeah. And in my career, you know, I, have, I was lucky to go to the complete value chain and as an MD level, you know, you get the exposure to understand this width of collaboration. The fourth yeah. level, the fourth yeah. level I understood in my last 10 years is collaboration okay. with the ecosystem. For example, Bangalore Chamber of Commerce, Confederation of Indian Industry, Capital Good Skill Council, Aerospace Aviation Skill Council. You know, like that, when we collaborate with several bodies of ecosystem, even though I retired uh, in 2017, uh, these collaborations with the external to the uh, environment, I mean, in the environment, uh, is keeping still uh, keeping me occupied. And therefore, uh, those who are listening today, look at it from the team angle, across functions, across the value chain, supplier, customer, and across even the industry. You know, Department of Heavy Industry, so many collaborations are possible. And no one can be an expert in anything. The famous American saying is, none of us are better than all of us. Yeah. And Manu Ganesh helped me to understand this by taking me to all the customers. So I'm very grateful to him. He's indeed my guru. Thank you, sir. Thank Thank you, Abhijit. Thank you, Manu. Sir, uh, I have... Important question. This uh, everybody asks, and uh, you are a right person to answer this because you are worked in the highest highest positions in many companies, and also about a wide spectrum of industry you have worked. The question is, uh, Indian industries are doing quite well, but we don't see revolutionary products coming out of Indian industry. What do you think? What is the missing link in this? See, revolutionary products, if you are referring to radical innovations, I hope you are referring to radical innovations. Okay. See, India is the oldest country and the youngest nation. Somebody said this. See, we are only seven, seven decades old nation. But we have 5,000-year-old or 10,000-year-old history. So our industrialization, if I look at the three elements of any economy today, is a primary economy, agrarian, the secondary economy, which is manufacturing, industry, and the tertiary economy, which is the service sector, government, etc. I call it the bread, butter, and jam. The bread is the agrarian. I'm just thinking aloud. I think no. Yeah. <laughs> the butter is the industry. The bread is the agriculture and butter is the industry. And the jam is the service sector. But look at our pie of our GDP. Sadly, 
the jam has occupied more portion 60% of our gdp is service sector 16% of our gdp is manufacturing around 9 to 10% is agrarian but look at the people who are occupying the pareto principle is also in this ulta 80 70% of people are in agriculture right 20% of people are in manufacturing and 10% of people are in service service sector because service sector is highly automated as you know it industry and all over the last 20 years telecom it which is why they are able to work out of home you know <laughs> and they, they are very proud to say another 3 years we'll work out of home and can't can't do that for manufacturing right yeah so in agriculture if you don't work in the field paddy cannot grow yeah you cannot work out of home and say paddy please grow yeah. i use augmented reality technique for paddy to grow nahi yeah. <laughs> hoga so on the lighter vein i was sharing this what i am trying to say innovation manu yes sir the way it happened in the developed nations from the 17th century onwards we do have an innovation called yoga which has taken a brand image across the world i think manu ganesh is a yogic person maybe abhijit also i don't know because abhijit ka hair style dekhega to he looks like a yogi right unless i wear a wig i cannot show i am a yogi i don't no, know i used to also. i used to do yoga for uh... dekha see i just guessed it so looking at the other aspect of our culture we were dominated by external forces yeah the moguls the portuguese the british and so on and french and so on and so forth yeah so we were never allowed to think independently so there is a psychic and cultural aspect here. yeah yeah so to put it very briefly the radical innovation requires absolute creative thinking and above all branding branding is an extremely important point most of our msmes yesterday i was in a msme webinar giving a talk most of our msmes fortunately or unfortunately are dependent on large enterprises correct so they make only a product which is called built to design is only built to design somebody has designed like tata motors designed the car all the suppliers of tata motor have to make a component like an engine or a gearbox or a con rod connecting rod whatever there are very rarely people who make the end product which are used by the end customer yeah and uh, the reason goes behind this our ability to think creatively and our ability and the funds required to create a global brand image today we have a global brand image for yoga and a global brand image as a country for information technology yeah true and also some cities bangalore as a brand people remember bangalore more than india in yeah. some industries they say oh bangalore ah india where is india oh is it the near mexico there is a india no no bangalore they remember india sometimes you go to america they say india is the other side of the world they say <laughs> other side of the world but bangalore there ah so there is a brand how did bangalore create a brand it industry uh, on the on the similar uh, lines 
like how you mentioned uh, right um, about uh, the it sector bringing the uh, branding to bangalore because of the innovations and if you look at currently bangalore bangalore is one of the leading startup uh, this one in the whole world um, like it's in the top 10 cities in the world where lot of innovations you know lot of uh, unicorns are coming uh, uh, here the main aspect of the bangalore ecosystem because i was in it for 15 years is the topic of uh, collaboration you see lot of uh, meetups happening in uh, different uh, you know um, on the weekends in the different uh, parts of the bangalore lot of startup uh, you know people they might be working uh, they might be independent consultants independent uh, or wannabe uh, entrepreneurs come there discuss with lot of people you know all the artificial intelligence uh, you know deep learning many other uh, iot stuffs they discuss it uh, in the uh, meetings and they collaborate and start a new venture all together okay so how do you think that manufacturing sector needs to do collaboration because you have worked this as a management consultant uh, um, and uh, you are known for collaboration in the industry how uh do you think a collaboration will link to the improvement um and uh, you can give some of your examples so that it can inspire our uh, emerging manufacturers you see unlike the information technology and other service sectors you need hard brick and mortar investment in manufacturing okay yeah land labor capital capital yeah so while the startup unicorns are growing more and more in service sector if i just have a table and chair and a room or preferably even in a collaborative business center not my own investment yeah it is good to start an incubation center good enough to start an incubation center yeah can you make a five axis machining center in a incubation center can you make an even a 10 seater helicopter or a 10 seater aeroplane in a incubation center yeah even for that matter can you make coca cola with a global standardized quality in a incubation center they tried there is a kali mark kali mark bono or something was tried in bellur yeah. my hometown you know bellur <laughs> is where i was born okay but kali mark became cola mark coca cola so the point i'm making is manufacturing is nothing i'm not saying it is different only i'm saying i'm not saying it's better than it don't mistake me yeah it is a reason why india is considered as important today without doubt yeah. but the requirements of manufacturing conversion of any raw material be it a food and beverage industry on the one end of the spectrum to aircraft industry on the other end of the spectrum machine tools and automobile falling in the middle of the spectrum raw materials getting converted to finished products this require a manufacturing system it requires people it requires machines so how do we make this happen several debates have happened one or two ideas i'll share one is cluster formation cluster formation what is the purpose of a cluster 
I tell you, 40 years, 50 years back in the Nehruvian era, they made successful clusters. I'm not holding any mantle to any political party. Don't mistake. Yeah. I said Nehruvian era, right? Yeah. Ancillary units around BHL, Tirichira, Palli, I have seen when I was studying in Trichy. Yeah. There are 100 ancillary units around BHC. And the ancillary units are nothing but MSMEs owned by one-man show. Some of them have only less than 10 people. Some of them less than 40 people. And less, some of them less than 100 people. All are around BHC. Yeah. Likewise, 1979-81, around Tata Motor Telco, hundreds of units. Around means Pimpri, Chinchwad, Boshri, you know, all those places. In 1972, Maruti Suzuki started the same way. Correct. Hundreds of units. Hyundai Corporation in Chennai, in Sri Parimadur, started the same way. First ancillaries were established before even rolling out the first car of Hyundai. Wow. That is why the roll of car happened exactly on 15th of January on Pongal of that year, I forgot, 2001 or something. Before which all other component development were ready in Sri Parabudur. Hmm. Imagine this large exercise of ancillary development in a smaller micro proportion. Yeah. I call it a cluster. Yeah. In Bangalore, if you take Pinya cluster, Bomasandra cluster, Electronic City cluster, Chennai, you take um, Ambattur cluster. If you take uh, Gurgaon, then you take Gurgaon cluster, Manesar cluster. Noida cluster, Faridabad cluster, you go to uh, Bombay, Pune, Ambarnath cluster, Ahmednagar cluster, Aurangabad cluster. I'm deliberately giving examples in various parts of the country. Yeah. My good friends are listening to me across India. Because yeah. Atma Nirbar Bharat. Yeah. It is not only Atma Nirbar of Tamil Nadu, Karnataka, no. Atma Nirbar Bharat. Beautiful. Right? Self-reliant nation we have to create by making multiple clusters in 100 locations. You know, what are these 100 locations? These are the locations where there is a, at least a regional airport. If somebody does a research of our industrial build, at least there will be a regional airport. Maybe flight is not landing, but there will be airport. And these clusters can be as small as 10 people, 10 companies, enough. And they do what is called shared services. Yeah. For example, why should quality measurement investment be done by every small job shop? There are 10 job shops in, say, Pinya, near the police station of Pinya. Why should every company have a CMM, 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 CMM? Call say is very happy because everybody gets one month CMM. Yeah. yeah. Suppose you, your own company comes there. I said, I'm only a metrology specialist. I established one CMM or maybe two CMMs maximum. I will also have Hype Master and other gauges. Four or five metrology instruments I will have from Renisha, Colzeis, and Morpos, etc. All companies in Pinya, let's say 10-20 companies, come to me. I will do the inspection, give it to you very fast. Yeah. The very fast is the important point. Yeah. If this is an example of a Shared services of a cluster. Yeah. No one person need to invest 
one crore or two crore worth of CMM machine. Yeah. If it is divided between 10, 20 people, the Indian manufacturing acceleration will take place very, very fast. Yeah. I tell you, I tell you, the MSME tool rooms were started with this objective. Yeah. But maybe I don't want to comment in this podcast. Is a much to be desired. How that vision, mission, and strategy of the MSME clusters and uh, tool rooms are working. People like Manu Ganesh should take over all the MSME tool rooms across the country and run it as a PPP model. Yeah. I tell you, Mr. Manu may be noting down is this as a potential project. Because you require an entrepreneur with a technocrat kind of ability to run yeah. such a shared services. Sorry, I may be elaborating this point. No, no, your, no it's question, your question was, how do we now take this manufacturing forward and create several startup ventures? Correct. Now I want to go back to the question. Why don't we create several startups in metrology? Correct. Yeah. Why don't we create several startups in CAD CAM design? Why should design be inside a company? See, in the good old days, NIIT and other companies opened thousands of CAD CAM training centers across the country 20, yeah. 30 years back. Remember, even our IT industry were born by NIIT, companies like NIIT. Yeah. There was no Infosys, Wipro, TCS and all. Yeah. The NIIT developed 1 million people across the country. Yes. We should really thank them. And then they were available to start the small startups which became mega corporations over 20 years. Yeah. That happened in the service sector. Imagine yeah. in our manufacturing sector, if startups can come on the one hand for metrology, example, another example is a design and development, CAD CAM centers. And third example, which is coming very fast, Manu Ganesh knows some of his colleagues in the service sector, why even Manu is a good example of that, came out of corporations and set up small entrepreneurship in after-sales service. If a refrigerator can be repaired by a one-man show, why not CNC machine be repaired by a one-man show? Our good friend Suresh, I forget his name, is the first one to have the courage to come out and set up a complete service company, after-sales service company, of a very high quality. Earlier, of course, Kirloskar group of people, when they left, they set up several service companies across the country. Okay. Because, because Kirloskar uh, machine tool company was closed due to various uh, changes in the industry. But the people who came out were experts. Yeah. Entrepreneurship, I gave you three examples other than manufacturing. Yeah. Manufacturing requires a lot of investment. That is the core yeah. operation. Yeah. But the support functions in the value chain, design and development, metrology, and after-sales service can be encouraged for startup companies. Yeah. The innovation in design and development, the innovation in metrology, and the innovation in after-sales service through Industry 4.0. Yeah. I'm not preempting any of your questions. But yeah. Through Industry 4.0 is happening on the ground as we are talking. Which is why those kiri kiri kiri, all those uh, conversations are going on by the friends you mentioned. Yeah. Artificial intelligence, either, either baat kar hai. but 
from an academic discussion going on in multiple coffee shops and uh, beer shops in Bangalore. Now they are really understanding what is doable and what is not doable for the Indian digital transformation. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, uh, in the... I mean, uh, see, I used to... A uh, couple of years back, I used to be very active uh, this one in artificial intelligence and... Uh, deep learning and robotics. I used to attend a lot of meetups. And uh, in these meetups, what I uh, found is that uh, it's not, uh, they want to do a lot of things in, uh, you know, robotics and automation, um, where it is pick and place service, um, you know, uh, warehouse management and uh, different stuff, where they need a lot of mechanical knowledge on the same. But I found out that uh, there is not many uh, people coming from mechanical side of things to these uh, kind of startups, uh, these kind yeah. of startups, uh, where they would, uh, they can tell that, okay, I can design this robot for you. I can design this conveyor for you. I can design this uh, um, robotic arm and uh, this one, or the people would have a lot of knowledge on the actuations and uh, uh, controlling the arm, controlling, uh, recognizing the object, all those things they would understand. But they wouldn't know how exactly to uh, develop uh, the needed torque and needed uh, structural support that the robot would need to do. There, max, they would do something in 3D, uh, plastic 3D design um, um, and produce that. And uh, th thereby, the uh, resolution or the accuracy of the robot would be like in uh, 1 mm, 2 mm, like that, not in microns. So I think. Um, I see that there is a lot of opportunity for the existing manufacturing sector to uh, go out and uh, uh, see the other side of the thing um, and they can collaborate there. Yes, sir. I raised my finger because <laughs> I tell you this word called Internet of Things yeah. has got three words in that. Yeah. I'm attempting to answer your long oh. question. Yeah. There is an internet, there is things. Correct. And there is off OF in between. Correct. Many people ignore the OF. It's just a linking the two words. No. The OF has got the potential meaning behind. The IT people all trying to specialize in artificial intelligence, machine learning algorithms, uh, Boolean algebra, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. So many things I hear. Yeah. That is the internet part of it. Yeah. Okay, a little bit cloud. You know, unless you say cloud, they won't accept you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> cloud, so yeah. which is nothing but internet. See, let us say internet means people think it's a Purana Jamana. Cloud, the man has arrived. <laughs> and further, they say fog. You know, there's something called fog. Yeah. Fog uh, analytics. Yeah. <laughs> Fog analytics. Oh, man is latest guy has come. <laughs> right. So this is all the people. I put them in one bucket called internet. Yeah. In the other bucket, I put the kind of people you mentioned with a lot of grievance. The robotics people, the machine people, the mechanical people, the automation people, the conveyor automation, machine automation. Electrical. Electrical, mechat what the one word you did not use is mechatronics. Okay, yeah. Ovid also, mechatronics. Uh, all this I put in the 
things i put them in the things yeah the devices yeah without the device internet has no value without the internet the device has little value less value yeah i made two very powerful statements yeah without the device internet has no value yeah as far as iot is concerned okay it has got value for whatsapp messages uh, emailing and uh, chit chatting you know facebook and all that is i am not referring to that that is social media interaction yeah without in iot concept without the things internet has no value but the conversely without the internet the things still have value you can have a robo without internet you can have a mechatronics without internet you can have pneumatics hydraulics electronics plc cnc machines everything without internet in fact manu ganesh was told by our it department hey if you put it if you put if you put what is called that uh, um, what is the jack manu rj rj35 rj35 rj45 the moment he put takes rj45 cable in his hand even security guard will come running behind him yeah <laughs> because because yeah. the cyber security correct <laughs> cyber correct. security you know in in the tamil language there is a word called cyber cyber means zero okay right? <laughs> the cyber part cannot exist without the things part you know the cyber security in 2004 discouraged uh, people like manu in implementing it oriented solutions in the shop floor in yeah. 2004 yeah and we are reinventing the wheel today now everybody including the security guard is carrying rj45 check <laughs> yeah <laughs> because even in security room there is a computer connected to the hr department yeah otherwise the corona uh, vaccination cannot be checked for yeah. example so the things abhijit are getting more and more important today across the country a revolution is happening today i am participating in that revolution that is called industry 4.0 revolution yeah and remember again the 4.0 alludes to the internet yeah the industry alludes to the real work yeah they did not say iot 4.0 they could have told artificial intelligence 4.0 ml 4.0 koi nahi bola industry 4.0 and who said it the germans said it first swiss and germans said it the japanese were little worried they said no no let's call it iot the american said industrial iot you know they want to be different from <laughs> japanese always toyota and ford they want to compete so iot tum bola main bola industrial iot but german said no no whatever you do it has to be helpful for the manufacturing sector so industry 4.0 abhijit is here to stay because you are only using internet as a enabling factor yeah the main factor is manufacturing excellence design excellence quality excellence delivery excellence service response time excellence supply chain excellence and so on and so forth you will achieve the excellence without internet happy you achieve it with internet even more happy yeah if this is not told i am advising on company in coimbatore can you believe 
the startup venture in Coimbatore 2015 is already famous across the globe in the implementation of Industry 4.0. Okay. How did it happen? The five promoters of this company are not IT software engineers. They are mechatronics okay. engineers. Okay. All the five. Okay. But 15 years they worked, each one of them worked 15 years, 15 years, 15 years, 15 years in big, big corporations. Yeah. And they came back and set up the startup venture in 2015. Yeah. At the age of 30, 35, doing very well, going globally. So example is, you need to understand manufacturing and mechatronics. Okay. You need to understand the mechanical side of things. So revolution is happening. Once again, mechanical engineering departments are admitting more and more students. Just, to, just to interrupt, who is yeah. this uh, company in uh, Coimbatore? I mean, uh, uh, for the audience, they might look up to that company so they can know more about this company. Okay, I don't mind mentioning it. If it is helpful for all our youngsters, it is called MaxByte Technologies. MaxByte? MaxByte Technologies. Okay, okay. Cool. There are a couple of other startups I advised in the past. Uh -huh. But those startups, not to mention name, were installed by IT specialists. Got it. Who worked in Motorola, TCS, Infosys, etc. Capgemini. Okay. So even in the startup ventures, I encourage people who have a good balance between IT and OT. OT means operation technology. Hmm. What you mentioned as mechanical engineering, in yep. the industry jargon is OT, operation technology, yep. robotics, warehouse, etc., etc., including automated guided vehicle, AGVs, you know, CNC machine tools, all this become OT. IT is very clear. Yeah, Internet of Things, IAOT is IT. Yeah, Cyber security is IT. Artificial intelligence, ML is IT. Big data analytics is IT. Basic data analytics is also IT. So all these are on one side of the spectrum. Other side of the spectrum, OT. But if you don't connect the two, so there is a big subject called IT-OT integration. If you Google it, you will get a syllabus for IT-OT integration. You will get a syllabus, curriculum. Okay. I encourage all our audience listening today to enroll themselves for IT-OT integration curriculum. Because if they don't do that, they will become IT specialist chasing algorithms and programs or OT specialist looking how the beautiful robo or kobo is working. But how to digitalize automation or how to automate digitalization. You know, yeah. there are two ways of looking. Yeah. How to digitalize automation is one subject. Already robotics is there in one company, let us say, introduced 10 years back. In industry 3.0, robo existed. In industry 3.0, CNC machine existed. Yeah. In industry 3.0, conveyor automation existed. Yeah. But they were not digitalized. Data was not the key, key parameter at that time. Yeah. Only automation was a parameter. On the other hand, give me some a couple of minutes on this. Very important point. On the other hand, retail industry like big basket, retail industry like Reliance, etc., etc., automate and many service sectors, 
they digitalized even 10 years back 15 years back you go to a normal shop also even a mom and pop shop he has got a handle terminal king then the bill comes out you go to the rola supermarket king bill comes out that yeah. all that existed even 20 years back globally 30 years back 40 years back in india at least 20 years back there those industries were digitalized but now we are coming to digitalizing manufacturing industry that is a big difference happening so industry 3.0 already had computerization and digitalization only to the extent of service sector but the moment you come to manufacturing sector and digitalizing them along with automation and then the revolution of 4.0 is happening i always make a joke the ola and the masala dosa the ola taxi and the masala dosa from zomato we are enjoying it i hope the day will come when we will enjoy an automobile or a machine tool coming out from similar you take an app you press the app tuck one vertical machining center should come you press the app tuck one spindle should come tuck you press the app the service mechanic should reach yeah i can give 100 examples like this yeah it is happening as we are talking yeah that is called the 4.0 revolution yeah great